day in LA. Um, I was worried we weren't going to be able to record this podcast, though. Uh, is that because um, Spotify went down? Is that because you had a very important meeting? <laughs> no, it was more about I was worried because um, you know I don't I, you know I don't really focus on like the technical side of this whole thing. So I was like, can we? actually record the podcast if spotify isn't working mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're you're saying you're saying that we're good to go well i'm saying we can we can record podcasts all day i see but until okay. putin removes his boot from spotify's neck mm-hmm. it's anyone's guess how it's i mean we might have to just print this episode on cds and mail them out to people who subscribed for now as like a it's a band-aid not a cure <laughs> sure, but sure, you know sure. it's yeah. In these unprecedented times, we have to be able to pivot. These times are so unprecedented. I, I just, the, the thought of Daniel Eck, Joe Rogan, and Vladimir Putin having kind of a round table right now on <laughs> Zoom um, is pretty crazy because, like, you can just stream music other places if you have to. You, you know what I mean? We have more important things to deal with right now, is my point. Um, and I think that, you know, Spotify being down is sort of affecting people, but I mean, is it really that much? I mean, you know, there are so many solutions. It's not just like, hey, Netflix is down, so I can't watch mm-hmm. all the exclusive shows. You know, like everything yeah. that's on Spotify yeah. is also on a thousand other platforms. Yeah, that's true. And thank, thank you, thank God, because if, if Netflix went down and I couldn't watch, you know, uh, Love is Blind season two or, or you know. Exactly. Uh, that's a proprietary title. You can't even buy it if you wanted to. No, you couldn't. You can't pay for it if you. Well, you can, of course. And Netflix prices go up by $1 every month. <laughs> so we're looking by the end of the year, we'll be at 25 large. Um, and, and I'll keep paying. Yeah, I'll keep paying because I can't get enough of these love based re- reality programs. Yeah, it's to me, it's kind of, you know, those. Um, I don't know if it's a meme or a joke or something, but somebody was like, why do you look at gas prices? What are you going to do? Not buy gas? It's kind of, it's a little bit like that. Like, yes. what are you going to do? Not like if Spotify goes up a dollar, if Netflix becomes $20 a month, everyone's still going to spend that. It's just, it's still, it's still an amazing deal. I'm loving the gas discourse. I'm really loving it. I can't, <laughs> I can't get enough of that A plus content of people posting a picture of a gas station sign with the prices on it and saying, damn, this is fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, if that's the, if that's the only thing that is affecting you from a war, then we're pretty good. I can pay $6 a gallon for a couple months. Yeah. Assuming things do calm down, you know, assuming things do calm down. Yeah. And that's something we're praying for. That's something we're praying for. It is getting in the way of my, one of my, it's quickly becoming one of my most favorite days of the year, International Women's Day. Yeah. Shout out to all the, shout out to all our women listeners. Yeah. Our demographic, you know, we, we, we get a lot of, press talking about how we're a bro cast but you know i would say our our guests um diversity in terms of male female is is pretty good right like mm-hmm. and, and also our listener demographics we're like 60 40 male female that's mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good for any podcast even one that's broy. that's i mean that's true come town could never <laughs> if a woman listens to come town their server crashes I, yeah they it doesn't know how it doesn't they, the technology's not there they yet. get a red alert like an alarm starts going off and they have to, <laughs> they have to stop recording it's a real it's it's, it's really a, it's really a problem uh no but yeah happy international women's day and um happy tuesday to you jason i hope you're feeling good over there i'm feeling yeah i'm feeling pretty good man i had a little i did my cardio workout 
and then when I'm done recording this, I'll I'll go finish the job over uh, over at Equinox. I like that. I like that, Jason. I'm glad you start. So, so I'm not doing two a days. I'm doing a one a day split into two pieces. I understand, but it's a long it's a long tail. You like I know you like to spread it out. You know that's kind of your thing because we do have it. We have a we have a dinner tonight, so it's going to be a busy day for the the How Long Gone family. Yeah, we're going to friend of the show John and Vinny's restaurant just to check in over on Fairfax to see. Uh-huh. You know, hopefully we'll get our same sommelier. Well, if they, if if they're not playing, if they're not playing fucking most deaf, I'm walking out. So it's 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 either <laughs> it's either Nas most deaf or Kanye West or Chris is not gonna even have one bite of the free mozzarella sticks they send over. You know what? I've lost my appetite. <laughs> you know what? I've lost my appetite. I'm sorry. Are you playing Chief Keef? Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't dusty enough. Speaking of dusty, Jason. <laughs> Speaking of dusty. Do you have anything? Yeah, I'll ask my sommelier tonight. Do you have anything dusty? When, when I ask what the price range is, and she says <laughs> between thirty dollars and several thousands of dollars, I'll ask if there's something dusty from the menu that she can recommend, and. We'll go from there. Our friends at Pitchfork know about Dusty because they just announced their their festival lineup. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Sunday is their Dusty Day, but yeah, what do we? You got the Roots headlining in 2022, bro. The Roots are a house band on a late night show. Mm-hmm. Like that is like like Questlove is a cookbook author and still wears that ugly ass pin. <laughs> like that, it, like this shit is not. It's just so. It's just weird because a, a brand that has built itself. He's got a lot of brooches, sure. The brand that has built itself strictly on relevancy and one that i i mean i look at pitchfork every day but like to have to have the roots the national who i love but haven't put out a good record in at least five to eight years and mitski who i i I want to like mitski but i don't get it i really don't get it she she was in the news recently for for saying that she doesn't want her fans to take flash photography at her concerts which is just i mean you know someone in her camp needs to tell her that that's not going to go well on the internet well i think it was also video i think there's there's still now these artists are like we're back we want to share this moment with you and Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah bro but you know what i want to share more what's that is the money that the fans pay to see the show (laughs) if you want to take if you want to if you want to pay forty dollars to see me at Brooklyn Steel, and you could take a couple flicks. You know what I'm saying? You can, in fact, you can record whole fucking songs. I don't care. What about, you, okay, you know, what do you think about this? Because obviously everyone has a limit where you're going too far. Hers is you can take a pic, but no flash, no video. But we have, she's been kind of uh, conveniently silent on where she stands with the Apple Live photos because that, you know, that is a little bit of a gray area. <laughs> that is a gray. That's the, that's the combination of, of the best of both worlds, Jason. But the boomerang mm-hmm. king of Atwater, the jeans, <laughs> has, has, has transferred now to the Apple Live photo king of Glendale. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe that'll be my in with Mitski. I'm going to ask her, where, okay. Where do we stand on boomerangs? Because that's a big part of my life and my creative process. Yeah, and you and for you to cripple that. Yeah, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel good. But yeah, I, I it seems unfair. But spiritualized is also playing, so that that hopefully means that spiritualized is going to be touring, and um, we can go get blissed out to 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 the boys. Mm-hmm. I, I, you have a cute way of calling overdosing uh blissed out that's 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 nice language jason if i could if i could overdose if i could (laughs) if i could have like a light overdose to spiritualize with a full if they had a full um orchestra i'm willing to i that that's about as good as it's gonna get for me i I like um i like the also the phrase light overdose is is that just another way of saying hi 
Because technically a light overdose is just getting high, right? Well, no, Jason. There's like, look, getting high, man, if you're doing it right, sometimes you're pushing the limits a little further than other times. You know what I'm saying, Chief? Mm, yeah, yeah. And, it, uh, that's a, and that's a light overdose. You know, a light overdose is like you shake a little bit. Maybe you don't feel great, but then it, you come out of it. At, at, you don't want to end up in the hospital. You want to be there for the for the encore. Yeah, and that was that's something that... Um, that I wanted to, or that I've been, I've been hearing other people talk about, about you know their fear of getting high because they don't want to freak out or they don't want to get scared or whatever. And I've heard people talk about it. Joe Rogan being the most uh, vocal about it, about saying or he's got he's got a bodyguard to like stop him from doing. Like I, I read a story today. I think she was like a maybe like a beauty queen. She apparently was high on cannabis. <laughs> And got so freaked, so, so freaked out that she. This is not. I don't think this is. This, she got so freaked out, high on cannabis, that she sprinted and jumped over a third floor balcony. Uh, Just like ran right through. I it like and why, died. So why did you say high on cannabis in a, in a very kind of Fox News kind of way? Because that's how I read. That's where. That's how it was mm-hmm. reported. Where I think in the New York Post where I read it. Because it, obviously the, the media loves to say cannabis because they're narcs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never use that term. See, that I would sounds never like say- some. You would never use that term. This was. This was. You were just speaking in context. I'm saying cannabis is or flower. I know you do it in in, in jest, but mm-hmm. I I feel like you could if you don't watch yourself, Jason. Oh. I- it's something I have to keep an eye on for sure. Just like my blood pressure, I also have to keep an eye on, you know, how ironic I am using the word flower. But but he'll bring up this subject often where it's his uh, it's his theory that getting high on on cannabis shouldn't always be a walk in the park. Like it it should be difficult sometimes, and it should be challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of you know every drug. You know, has its downsides. Nothing, nothing is truly perfect. That's true. Uh, a high don't come for free. Shout, shout out to shout out to Mike Skinner. To I Mike know Skinner. you're listening out there. <laughs> I know you're listening to this podcast, Mike. Let's push things forward. But <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree with him. Where you're kind of, and that, that goes back to his kind of alpha male outlook on life is you are, you are, you kind of are being a pussy and you are quitting and giving up too easily if you have one freak out on marijuana. And you you suddenly ride it off for the rest of your life mm-hmm. when it when it's given you so much. No, that's true. If if you have a freak out on marijuana, then that is not marijuana's fault. That's that's your fault, and you need to work on yourself. Oh, I like I like that. So basically, you're a pussy, and it, no matter how much you freak out, you have to return to the well and have another sip to prove that you're a man. Well, you know, it's just it's like somebody being like, "Hey, why don't you deadlift 500 pounds?" And then you attempt it, and you're like, "That was." really fucking hard i'm not going to try it again mm-hmm. you're giving up essentially so you, yeah, so you, know you have what, to Jason, put in the work the, the and eventually you you'll get there the thing you don't understand about me fam is giving up ain't in my vocabulary you know what i mean and that's that's right chris that's what it says in my nike commercial that's dropping tomorrow but i wanted to go ahead and give a little preview over here yeah to, giving to, up those, those words you know chris no speak give up in mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. in his native tongue but luckily, the big man upstairs knows when to pull the uh, mm. pull the plug. That's right for Chris when he's That's unable right. to. I pull the plug when the roots come on the stereo. God pulls the plug <laughs> for me. You know, it goes it goes both ways, man. It goes it goes. Thank God, thank God, we all have somebody looking out for us. That's all I can say about that. 
We do. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God we have an Australian guest today. Speaking of drugs, <laughs> there's yeah. there's nothing better than when we have an Australian guest. We we love the motherland. Uh, you guys yeah. you guys probably know Alex Cameron. Uh, he is a musician from Sydney, but I think he's in New York now. Yeah, he is. I, I like his I like his music a lot. We're also um, you know full disclosure. We are label mates, mm-hmm. um, so you know. I just, I just want to get that out, out in front. I want to get out in front of that if I could. But Jason. because of that, we're not going to interview him in any different way. He's not. He's not getting a free lunch. Just oh because no! Of we're not. we're label mates and members of a of an elite group. Elite group of of of, of secretly artists of other musicians. But yeah, I looked at his. Um, you know, I I first of all, I had heard of him before and heard his music before, and I do like it. But then when I was talking to uh, Kevin Morby, Morby was like, "You got to have Alex on. You, he's the best. He's the coolest." Um, and I was like, "Okay." And then and then it came around full circle. Like somebody else hit me about it separately mm. from his team. So I was like, "All right, it's meant it's meant to be." You Let's have that and uh, uh, that many organic discoveries, and and Chris's ears perk up exactly. And then the most organic discovery is my man has written some songs for the best band in the world, The Killers. So there's this, yeah. it's a full it's full circle for me completely today. Mm-hmm. And Jason's gonna once again have to suffer through uh, me talking about guitars with someone. But luckily, this person is Australian, so he'll have fun too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's international. <laughs> Chris's day with all uh, with the with the CV that this podcast guest comes with. I, I look, man. Sometimes, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, and mm-hmm. you know, one day, one day when we have a DJ on, um, you know, that'll be the day that I lose. No, we've had many DJs on, and boy, were they all great. DJ Python, what a legend, right? That's a good point. DJ Python transcended the art of DJing to me, though. He he was he was beyond. I can't even. I think of him as more of an enigma and like a oh yeah, you know, like a a cloud of smoke almost more so than the fact than that he makes just, great electronic music. That's just icing on the cake. Yeah, I've never heard that part, but I like talking to him a lot. So, all right, let's uh, let's give. <laughs> if he worked at Home Depot, we'd still have him on the pod, is what I'm saying. Honestly, that's true. Yeah, he's he's part of the community now. All right, let's uh, let's give uh, Alex uh, a jingle and um, go down to New South Wales. Yeah, come. Hey guys, Jason here for a quick disclaimer. We unfortunately had some technical difficulties with our Zoom recording. And we had to uh, upload our backup recording. Unfortunately, this means we don't get to edit it and make it sound as crispy and good as we normally would. So the quality of audio is not going to be amazing, but um, we can still hear it and enjoy the conversation. Alex is a really, really funny guy and a great guest, and it's a really good episode, and we feel bad that this happened to him. And to you guys, but, um, you know, won't happen again. I have punished Chris for his errors, and he feels really bad. So uh, hopefully this does not ever happen again, and thank you guys for your patience and understanding. So uh, here's our great talk with Alex. Let's get into it. Alex, welcome, welcome. I know you've done a lot of Zoom calls and, and things like this. Mostly you mentioned for court appearances and less for podcasts, what uh, what kind of crimes are we up to lately? Well, they're just uh, a couple of uh, compensation cases that I'm involved in that I can't really speak about at the moment. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Is, I, this, is this songwriting tips between top liners or is this a custody battle with uh, is, a baby mama situation? This is workplace. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
I suffer. I've, I've had a lot of workplace harassment lawsuits actually in this exact workplace. So I kind of know where you're coming from. Right. I tell you, yeah. I tell you what, the court system has really slowed to a bloody halt during COVID. It, they're not oh, yeah. helping it. They're not yeah. helping us out. I became very litigious during, uh, during the quarantine <laughs> and Chris has been kind of getting the bulk, the business end of those lawsuits. And yeah, it's, I, uh, I got, I will say it's kind of messed up our mojo on this show. I think you got to leave it. You got to keep it separate. You know, I always mm-hmm. thought that even, you know, if I, uh, even if a close friend ends up suing me one day, you know, uh, I'd like to think we could still go for a meal afterwards. And, and, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, you have a, you have an enlightened approach. And I think that's something that I could maybe learn from you. Wish off, I could be more like you, Alex. Off it's top. like nothing personal, you know, it's like shit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hate, hate business separate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah okay <laughs> okay so have you always had this enlightened attitude and outlook on life or did you get this way because of drug use um, um those are the only I, two options those are i i think um you know i i used to be really sort of i had i, I guess I, one thing i think about a lot is like sort of jealousy and, and envy you know and mm-hmm. jealousy uh, I would, yeah, yeah. Now we're talking. You wrote that one too, didn't you? you <laughs> cheeky if, I, a... if, I, if I wrote that one, I would not be sitting in this room. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. You might be talking to us, but we'd be required to remove our clothing at some point in exchange for tokens. Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly right. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, I think about. Uh, jealousy and the you know young the, the tension of being like a young excitable person and how everything is so big and important and and uh mm-hmm. there was a there was like a, a leonard cohen song that like i actually felt my brain change when i heard it um it's called mm-hmm. uh, it's the uh paper thin hotel it's um it's off the record death of a ladies man and mm-hmm. he sings, I think the chorus is like, the song is about a guy checking into a hotel room and hearing his partner having sex with someone else in the room next door. Oh, yes. And oh, the lyric, baby. The lyric is, uh, what is it? Um, the struggle uh, mouth to mouth and limb to limb, the grunt yeah. of unity when he came in. Yep. Keep going. I stood there <laughs> with my ear Against the wall, I was not. Se- I was not seized by jealousy at all. Keep going. In fact, a burden lifted from my soul, and here it is. And I heard that love was out of my control. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's deep, Lenny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes there, and um, I don't know. I guess I've I started to just place less of a. Uh, of an emphasis on, you know, whether or not I was in control of like anything, you know, Mm. whether that be like other people or uh, even my own feelings. And, and uh, I certainly started to consider that I I can't really have any great big impact on how long a feeling lasts for even. So Mm. um, I'd like to think that I'm in a, I mean, I, I speak, like I have any kind of authority on, on the matter, really I'm, I'm a wreck, but I, I'd like to think that I get, I'm a little more lucid in the way. I'm sure, I'm sure Lenny Cohen was a wreck at the time too, you know, but yeah, no doubt. He, he out some poetry, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh my god! I I uh, I jer- I I I've even like tweaked or like pinched a nerve in your shoulder from doing what? We've tweaked Thank and pinched you. a lot. We've Are you kidding? My body, my body as an athlete, my body is constantly in pain. But luckily, I have a kind of a staff to take care of that. But maybe, yeah, yeah. You know how you guys have like guitar techs and stuff? I kind of have something <laughs> similar for my body. He has a tweak tech. Right? Yeah. Every time he gets a little tweak, and so what did you? Is this? Uh, Clean and jerk. Is this right. a bank over row? Just a regular old bicep curl. What was it? I went to. I was playing drums on a on a record in uh, in LA last week, and I am oh. very suspicious of that. I haven't <laughs> been like. I haven't been like you know, treating okay. myself to any uh, you know self love in any excess. Okay. Uh, lately, so you, so, so, you, so you play drums as well. You're you were hired to be you were hired to play. These Australians do it all, Chris. You'll see that. It's fucking I'm crazy. A, yeah, I'm a I'm a hired I'm a hired I'm not like a hired gun. I'm like a hired knife, <laughs> like a hired spoon. <laughs> like you're you're a, you're a hired kind of like a pretty good body shot punch kind of thing. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like just sort of like ah, oh. like oh, that really hurt me. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like that's yeah. And, with, and there is value to that, you know, Absolutely. speaking of self-love. And I think going to L.A., especially coming from, you're in New York now, I'm assuming. Right. Coming from frosty, snow-covered hills of New York City into sunny California, that seems like self-care to me. What kind of stuff did you do here? Other I mean, than injuring yourself going... Yeah, very eagerly. I thought, I think I thought, oh, I'm going to really show... I haven't played drums in so long, and... And I uh, speaking of like, yeah, let's get this He hasn't played in years. Yeah, exactly. Let's get a real rusty sort of Australian man to come and play the rhythm on our record. (laughs) I people can't see it at home, but I I, speaking of compensation, I broke both my wrists in 2019. I I fell. I fell. A scaffolding collapsed underneath me, and I I fell. Were Were you doing an inspection? Were you doing an inspection on one of your? Uh, properties in Crown Heights, or was this a social <laughs> right. call? Right. Well, it was unfortunately the poetic justice was elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I'm lucky I didn't break my neck. I didn't break my legs or anything. I just broke my hands. How yeah. how far was this fall? Unless and we don't have to talk about the details if it's a, a trigger. It's 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 you know if I if I walk past the construction site and hear loud clangs, I am reminded of the mm-hmm. of the fateful day, but. Yeah, uh, it was one story. I felt okay. I was told. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, that sucks. And, Especially and, as a musician, huh? Or just yeah. any person in general. Well, it's kind of cool actually, because now I can, when people ask me like, or like hand me guitar, I'm like, sorry, you know, I can't play anymore. Even right. though originally I, I thought, I thought maybe guitar. just how everyone's blaming COVID on everything. You, yeah. Yeah. you're blaming. Oh, thought, you fell off of a building and broke yeah. both of your hands. Yeah, it's this, just not like it used to be, you know. <laughs> this sounds like a. This sounds like it would have been a great opportunity for you to kind of get into rapping, and I, I you know, just kind of I a think different. You probably did, or maybe scat poetry or something. I don't yeah, know. no, I was used. I was throwing my voice like never before. <laughs> people, way to people, channel that. Way to channel that. People talk about like, uh, you know, people. The first thing people go to is like, oh, what, you know, like. You couldn't bet you couldn't wipe your ass because I had two casts on my hand. Oh, you know, yeah, I bet yeah. you could masturbate or you know, it must have been awkward. The hardest thing is just opening a door. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. You cannot open a door 
Yeah, we got we got we got to start at the beginning. We can't. Yeah. People are skipping ahead to all this there's stuff. A, yeah, there's a lot Way of different ahead. way, a lot of different ways to have a come. A lot of different ways. Yeah. You know, and I know you, you don't seem like involved. Yeah, you yeah. don't seem like a jerk off guy to me. You seem like a top toppy only guy. So that's you were fine. You were good. You were good to go. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen the movie Big. If you really need to lay a, a, a melody down, you can get one of those keyboards that you play with yeah. your feet. There's exactly. workarounds, but simply opening a door. Yeah, or slicing open an avocado. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, don't bring up avocado, Jason. He's gonna get emotional. Don't do that. <laughs> Speaking oh, of, I love, it. I love it. I love it. It's the what do they say? It's like the fish of the sea. No, it's the fish of the land. No, do they say fish of the avocados of the sea? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, that's really good for you. It's yeah, this, they're great. It's it's good fats. I know that that's something you're focused on. I know you're focused oh, yeah. on those high quality fats. Well, I mean, breaking it's your we had, we talked to um. You're familiar with fellow musician Dashboard Confessional, I'm sure. I am ashamed to say that I know the name. <laughs> but he, he told us that he got in a motorcycle accident. He severed his biceps. And he had to relearn to play guitar because he lost muscle memory. Holy shit. Like so he, the he, straight up, like he knew like mentally, obviously, like how to play guitar. And like, that's a G, that's an A minor or whatever. But like his arms just wouldn't do it. So he had to start from the very scratch, like House of the Rising Sun, guitar tab type shit. You know what's interesting about that? He kind of had the experience, I guess, of what it's like to have information downloaded into your brain, like the Matrix. Like he had all the musical knowledge, but none of the Mozart level. Wow. Well, he had... um, he had the computer. He just didn't have the monitor. You know mm, what I mean? Right. Mm. Oh my goodness. No. Well, I, I certainly wasn't. Uh, and I, I didn't think. I didn't think I had any great skill before. I mean, writing. I had to write. You know, like didn't have to learn to write again. But I just didn't write for like two years. I only just started doing handwriting again. Uh, I, yeah, not writing songs. You're talking about like literally writing like your yeah. name on a. On a I, 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 I like that. I like that. I just started handwriting again. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Before yeah. you were just kind of typing with your nose, I'm assuming. Yeah. We're just one finger at a time. It's like okay. a grandma, you know? Damn. Um, but I, uh, I, I, one thing that I was, well, when I broke my wrist, I would, if I, speaking of construction sites, when I walked past, one time I walked past a construction site and, mm. uh, and, a, and a guy yelled out, did you do that at work? And I said, yeah. And he said, he just yelled out, 100K per bone, man. <laughs> that okay. is, that's good advice. I mean, I, I think. So how much did you get for your wrists? A lot of bones in there. I cannot comment. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking nothing. at this, stu- I'm looking at this studio nothing. and I'm not seeing a lot of custom gear in there. So I'm thinking you right. would make off. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. In fact, I don't own any of this stuff. It's all online. I'm about to get kicked out. This is the last bit of <laughs> last hour in here. <laughs> Coming down to the wire. Well, last I mean, hour. I guess that's good that you are getting some scratch out of the deal. I um, I've only had one injury like that where I, I broke my ankle and I was I was hobbled for a few months, unable to work. Did you did you gain weight or did you lose weight during your your time of that's a really good question. I I got a text from my brother about a year ago that was just like he'd found a group photo that had been taken at a social event and he 
he zoomed in on my face so it was like become pixelated and he just yeah, said okay. he just said you're fat <laughs> in a way that only a brother could say yeah so yeah. i think i gained weight yeah. okay. well that's probably that's probably because that's probably because you were you know laid up you were eating ice cream taking vicodin it's not exactly you, you weren't really at, at your at your peak this is a well, lot I well, I I ended up losing weight, and I was very shocked because all I did all day was just lay around the house and watch TV. And then, in terms of food, I mean, there was zero exercise. And then, in terms of food, I was sort of at the whim of delivery food, you know. Did you or if break I, if your I, ankle? Yeah, I I I broke my ankle. Wow, what's that like? Well, mine was mine. Luckily, I didn't have to get surgery. It was a DJing injury, if you must ask. But it was it was okay. a it was a DJ. I was literally DJing at the club, and uh, I wasn't sober, you know. But I wasn't, you know. I, I never get like ripping blacked out drunk. I was I was literally in the middle of DJing, and I had uh, I had to take a squirt real bad, and I wasn't going to be able to make it to the end of my forty five minute set, so. I was I put on a long Tiesto track and I I ran Wonderful. ran out of the booth to go to go to the restroom and I slipped like somebody spilled a drink on the dance floor and I just slipped and like kind of hit it in just the right way to where it just went out from underneath me and then I got back up off the ground and I couldn't couldn't put pressure on it and that was it. He couldn't even he couldn't even two step to his own set, so he had to go to the hospital. He had to go to see funky chicken for you, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the funkiest of chickens. So funky (laughs) the fact that I was I was cobbled for a few, but I I was sort of at the whim of of delivery food, or if my friend was in the neighborhood and he was nice enough to pick up In and Out or something like that, he'll bring it over for lunch or something. But I ended up losing probably 20 pounds because I didn't drink alcohol the whole time. And that was was the middle of a pretty good bender run for me. And booze just like is a a balloon. Yeah. People would come over and be like, wow, you look great. What's going on? And I'm like, I ate my food and then I took a nap and then watched Top Chef. And this is a, this is a dark period for you. I almost, I forget about it sometimes. I mean, it's you, gonna be a dark, and I was living alone. Do you remember the feeling of of uh, of the bone breaking? Like, do you can you? This is very different kind of pain to the yeah. Well, the, the the pain that I remember more specifically was because I went when I went to the hospital. It was just like I I didn't know what what had happened yet because I'm not a doctor, obviously. But it was very swollen and it was looking kind of fucked up. And then they were like, "Yeah, your your shit is fractured and broken." So they had. I thought, to, I thought those were. I thought those were two words that meant a very similar thing. They they do like it was like shit. Some shit was broken, and then some shit was like fractured and out of place. Mm-hmm. So I guess the point that I was trying to make is that before they put the cast on, they had to reset the the ankle to be in the right position because it, because it had sort of dislocated itself. So they had to take my broken ankle, which was very painful, and be like and then they're able to put a cast on but i remember that sound and feeling of them resetting it i was on a drug called diladin that was oh, administered yeah. via diladin 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 so some respect so some respect so yeah, they yeah. they, they had, is like gods yeah 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 they, i was in i was in the er and they had me on the morphine drip and i kept hitting the button and i was like this ain't doing shit fam let, let me yeah. get a let me get an ass shot 
And they're like, all right, bet. And they put it, they give me an ass shot. And I was like, I feel something, but it's not really doing it. So then they put, they put a IV drip into my ankle. They found a vein oh. in my foot, put the IV in there. And then the Dilaudid goes in. And while he's, while he has my broken ankle, I could feel and hear all the bones, like, like super fucked up sounds. And, and we were laughing. We were talking, we cause it was, uh, it was at USC hospital and they're like, Man, because I'm really tall, and they're like, oh, you know, could have used you on the on the court of the Lakers game yesterday, buddy. Huh? And we're like having a good time, yeah. and it's like it's it's pain that would have you know the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, just in tears. Yeah, and I was just like, felt like I was on vacation in Acapulco. That's how good this shit felt. It, it's it's insane, right? Because I so when I broke I broke both my wrists, and I, I was on the ground when the paramedics arrived. They uh, one of them walked out. Cause it was just like that would go like, oh. <laughs> like it was too. Like it was, walks in, sees you, and goes oh. Like it was too yeah. gnarly. It was too gnarly for a professional. Well, yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, I was like, geez, thanks, man. I'm the one here with like the lobster claws, <laughs> like, and this, you know. But so when I went to the hospital, finally, they were they were like, look, I'm, you both of your wrists are basically like the bones have just been completely scattered. Like you've basically melted your wrist here. Right. And they the doctor said to me. We're going to give you uh, Michael Jackson's Night Night Mix, <laughs> which is, which was. Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. Damn, Great I was. Cliffhanger. Great I, was cliffhanger. I was really ready for that. I thought he was going <laughs> to. That better not be available on SoundCloud. <laughs> Michael Jackson's Night Night Mix. Okay. Look up his drug cocktail. Alex texted me in the middle of this saying, I would love for you to explain to me how someone can be a toppy guy and not a masturbation guy. Ooh, <laughs> damn. This is the this is the downside of having a great room, isn't it? It really is. This room ain't so great anymore. <laughs> Jackson was being injected twice a day with Demerol. Mm. coupled with twice a day, three milligram dose of Dilaudid, mm-hmm. along with injections of Vistriol. He also took 250 milligrams a day of Xanax. Oh, baby, 250? 250 of Xanax, 20 milligrams of Prozac, 100 milligrams of Zoloft. Jesus Christ. <laughs> as well as... The anti-indigestion drug Prilosec. Well, you know, you're kinda, your tum-tum is going to be a little knotted up when you're on all those PKs. And he also got, just a little something to bounce it out, 10 milligrams of Ritalin on top just to make sure he can keep his eyes open. Yeah, I was about to say, that just keeps you alive at that point. That's not even... <laughs> just know. so your heart remembers to beat. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something. You got to <laughs> do something. That's smart. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, Alex. Okay. So they said Michael Jackson's night night medicine. Yeah, his night night mix, which which is ketamine and and propofol, and uh, and I've I've you know I've I've since like been like fantasizing about finding a way to like maybe for like my fortieth birthday or something, all my friends (laughs) go into a room and a nurse comes in and gives us that mix because. Ooh. It was insane. I um, I guess what, what was the first? The first thing was ketamine, and then the second thing was what? 
I believe it's called propofol, but I don't propofol. want to yeah. get it okay. wrong. No, no, and that's, that's just like a very strong painkiller, Chris. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, it might be the, it might, I think, yeah, I, I'm not totally sure, but I've heard that thrown around. Um, yeah, it was propofol marketed as Diprivan is a short acting medication to result in decreased levels of consciousness and a lack of memory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even they, cooler, even cooler. It causes yeah. relaxation. So in order to operate on my hand, they had to like do the thing you're talking about, which is reset it a little bit because they couldn't just go mm-hmm. in and start looking for splinters. They had to like push it, and so it was a bag of crisps that had been crushed, and they had yes, to put all the chips exactly. back together. Okay, exactly. That's a really, really good image. Um, and uh, so apparently, and I was just there. I was like. Uh, my business partner, uh, Roy Malloy was there and he said that I was saying, I was like saying, ow. And I, I guess I thought I was screaming, but I was like, I was, I was like, ow, <laughs> that really hurts. <laughs> That's okay. So, so in your mind, you're screaming in agony Yeah, and then whatever's just, coming out is just like, stop. yeah. So it was like the pain had been like the center. I could, it was a very sort of like lucid experience of the pain, not being mm-hmm. able to reach my brain. It was like mm-hmm. trying to, but there was something just blocking it out. Computer Which, without the monitor. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really special. What was the recovery time on this? Um, well, I guess I, I, what I was really surprised by, I guess. From I, when you like, hit the sidewalk to when you had your first wank, how many days are we talking? Okay. Uh, let's say, Excuse I want to say like uh, most likely at least 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay. But my, um, Not bad. I don't know, she won't mind me saying this, but my, um, my, my, my girlfriend, you know, luckily at the time had a had a thing for like the casts. Yeah. Oh, the casts. <laughs> she was kind of like, because when I I, I noticed, you know, I've I've been down this road before as well, Alex. Because when I when I recovered and and you know took the the braces off and the casts off, she I mean one night she was like, oh, you can you can keep them on. And I was like, do you still, ah. did she make, she, I, I, I'm just picturing her down on the street, fishing the cast out of the garbage right, can exactly. after you've gone to bed, just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Just keep if them I, around. If I ever like, you know, came home and just found the cast sort of like strewn across the bedroom floor, I know that she was like, afternoon <laughs> to herself. She had, she had to do what she know. had to do. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 because <laughs> I, I, norm, normally when I think of like that type of kink, you know, amputees, casts, crutches, wheelchairs, you know, it kind of goes down a sinister like Marilyn Manson kind of Gigi Allen road where right. Crispin Glover, mm-hmm. yeah, Crisp, yeah, exactly, exactly, you know, the dark corners of the male mind. But I think on the wom- on the female side, you know, to celebrate International Women's Day. I think it's a much more kind of just a healthy, normal relationship of like, you know what? I don't know why I like it. Maybe it's, you know, uh, I can fix him, a man in need. Like a real, I can fix him. Not, not, emotion, <laughs> not emotional, but like a physical, I can fix him. Right. I, I think that's also like, I, I, you know. There's I guess something I, cute about a fellow that can't do much. Probably, yeah, probably this is more coming from me. I'm projecting a little bit here, but mm-hmm. I think there's an element of like, oh, you shouldn't be able to 
properly fuck me. <laughs> You're gonna, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like you need this so bad. You can't even lose it. Yeah. There's no, there's no surgery, no cast anywhere near the penis area. So right, that thing's still gone. So like, <laughs> you know, it's like the it's like the nurse and the war vet. You know, it's uh-huh. like how bad do you want this? Yeah, you're 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 <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. I get it. Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, I, I, that happened to me. I, I was not in a relationship, so it was a little bit different. It was maybe less sweet and caring. And more of just a regular old, I want to fuck that guy who has a cast on kind of vibe, which is also pretty cool, you know? That's cool that you can go to a bar with a cast and have someone go like, there's my type. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I know, I know. He's usually getting those NBA wife cast offs, but no pun intended. But once, <laughs> yeah, yeah, once yeah. he had, Jason, did you wear a proper cast like a, or did you have like an air cast? I had, well, because I opted to go no surgery, I had a cast that was my entire leg. Mm. It went it went from my foot to my upper thigh, like See, a, like a Fenty Savage hot. boot kind of thing. I was, about to, I was about to say, that's current season Bottega. If I, if I, yeah, current season yeah, Bottega. Yeah. It was in white, not in green. But I, I remember I went, it was like, I, ha, I, w- I was sort of like on the tail end. You know, I was probably a couple months in and some of my friends were like, come on, just come out. Some of my friends are DJing at the spot. It'll be easy. It's, and tenants, it's tenants on a Thursday, Jason. You missed there's it for eight of, weeks. There's plenty of chairs and booths. It's like a loungy vibe. It's not like we're going to go to Bergheim at 5 a.m. type of shit. It'll be very easy. And I went, I remember going in and everyone was just like, oh, it's so good to see you out, man. Like, I feel like I just got out of prison or something. And were you on crutches at this point? I had crutches, yeah. I had crutches. Even right? Even hotter. And I was just, you know, I was very out of sorts and a little embarrassed and just kind of being very sheepish. And then people, everyone wanted to buy me a drink and I hadn't drank in a long time. And next thing you know, I'm having to call one of my friends to come pick me up from from a random house in Echo Park. It was a good, it was a good time. That's wonderful. See, I think on the spectrum of, of like, you know, attractiveness, hotness, the full, the original cast you know yeah. just the, the white plaster master white plaster. yeah yeah exactly. is, is the hottest and yeah. then like down the other end of the spectrum is the the sort of stormtrooper moon boot thing yeah that's like that's getting you nothing no uh, i would say that's doing the, the opposite of what yes. the full leg plaster but the pla- i feel like i don't see the plaster that much anymore no, 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 it's it's not it's not as common but because of the yeah because of the way all the ligaments were all twisted around my I couldn't like rotate my leg or my knee in any way or it could fuck up the thing, but I'm glad that I did it and I feel good now. I'm glad, I'm glad you did it. I think I, I remember, uh, my, um, my, an ex-girlfriend of mine, she, she broke her kneecap. She fell off a oh. fence, and broke oh. her kneecap. And was I, she, bro, was she sneaking into Coachella? You couldn't get her an artist yeah. pass? That's crazy, bro. No, no, it was, it was the splendor in the grass, Chris. Wrong, yeah, yeah. wrong continent. Oh, yeah, I, exactly. I apologize. I apologize. Unfortunately, she was sneaking into her own home. She'd lost her keys <laughs> oh, uh, sure, and sure just sort sucks. of fell and broke her, her kneecap. And uh, What and happens when you break a kneecap? Um, it just Outside of the obvious. It split in two like a like a oh. an egg. It just went doink, and they had to just 
wrap metal around it, like some like barbed wire and just like glue it together. And she was like, had was straight legged for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we still managed to be intimate. <laughs> when there's a will there's a way alex yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you said that that straight leg ain't a problem for me no exactly so, exactly so what is your um what is your current relationship with drugs it seems like obviously your album has songs about drug use you know you, you talk about ketamine in a song called k-hole the, the actual album itself is called Oxy Music, which I assume is like a funny riff on Roxy Music. Right. Um, Chris, my, our co-host, he actually overdosed on Oxycon about five years ago. I was just wondering wow. if you thought there was something funny about that, Alex. Yeah, no, I think that shit's... Um, I was going to just keep going with the fact that it was funny. But no, it's... Uh, I mean, for me, like the whole... I guess the whole... What I'm interested in doing is like finding uh points of that are like culturally contentious and maybe even uh you know the idea that um uh something that is so prevalent in society can be so also like it's always something that's happening to someone else as far as the majority of people are concerned even though it's everywhere Mm -hmm. um and so when i'm trying to find things to write about i just want to find characters that for the I find people are potentially uh, willfully or willingly misunderstanding, you know, like consciously being like, well, that's just because they're bad people. So I, the idea of writing songs from the perspective more or less of someone really sort of under the, or in the throes of, of, uh, of substance abuse is just to get, some perspective on what those stories actually mean and, and what it, what it, how it, how it can affect why a person would do it, how it can affect a person, you know, I've, let me tell you I've, why, cause it feels good. And you guys, <laughs> we, co- we, co- we covered yeah. that, you know, we covered that in the first part of this podcast. I just want to reiterate that it does feel good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, and I think that's part of it, right? People, people just assume like that. I think one of the biggest assumptions is that people get into, you know, the, the in my experience it was it was harder to start the habit than it was to put it down you it t- there's a there's a lot of circumstances that go in to to really developing a habit with these kinds of drugs you know and it, it's not well it's look, not, we're we're on jag jaguar so we know the advances are a little bit low and that can be kind of an issue when it comes to purchasing drugs so if that's if you need to right. borrow some money you just let us know I appreciate that. I'm on, I'm on secretly. It's the more like the more sort of historic kind of, uh, yes. brand. you know, it's, no, it's, it's like, I see what you mean. the main hub. I'm closer to the bank. So I, 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 <laughs> it's good to know that they have banks uh, in, yeah. in, in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. good uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I guess, I guess, well, I mean, overall, I think there's a, a big uh, divide between, the the way that drugs are perceived and and the actual sort of the the real culture of it all you know and it's it's ever since I was a kid I remember thinking that the way they were teaching us about drugs was so backwards because I I had a I had a friend pass away she she died really young from drugs and it was ultimately because she was scared to tell an adult that Mm. she had taken 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was just like no and nothing else. Yeah. And and I even at 16, I was like, this is horseshit. We shouldn't be teaching kids that it's just a bad thing that you just don't do. And maybe this is now obvious, but for me, for my entire adult life, I've just been like, we need to actually be okay with even just talking about this between generations, you know. Yeah, I think it's I mean, I think it's changing to an extent, but I think there's some I think for a lot of people it's just such a foreign concept. You know, you know what I mean? Because it's been hammered home that like if you do crack you're poor and you're gonna die you know yeah. or whatever you know and it's it's like that's a hard thing to unlearn um, yeah <clears throat> but i do think that even i mean even like the the like level of knowledge around like narcan and shit now like that would have never like there are people i know in new york that keep narcan like in their purse when they're out because yeah. they know, like that kind of shit would have and they never, don't even do drugs yeah they don't even do drugs they just want yeah, to help right. if somebody ods you know what i mean which is like a crazy that's really very different than the way we we're probably similar age the way that we grew up yeah it absolutely is and i think um i uh i was i went to a, a like a, a party at a like someone's I guess it was their Christmas party and uh it was in their their place of work in like this big sort of warehouse studio and I was just wandering about as you do like exploring the place and they had like a little shelf that had Narcan on it just sitting yeah. there like the in one of the offices and it was a big label just said Narcan and it wasn't like I think that you know if there's a like a, a big part of the the record, I suppose, for me anyway, if I'm thinking about like why I, I wrote these songs is just like as an indication that it's got far less to do with, you know, on a, on a personal level, it has everything to do with the individual, but on a societal level, it's very much a culture thing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, um, I, I, I got, I was, I was pretty, uh, I've been really surprised and impressed with the amount of bands that are providing Narcan at shows, uh, just at the merch table. You know, it's like something that I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, I feel, feel good about doing myself as well. You know, it shows not, not doing Narcan, but I feel good about, uh, providing it for people at the shows. So you, you know? Do you have it available at your shows as well? Where we're organizing that now. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. putting it together for the, for the U S run. I mean, I, I was wondering if it's like, it, well, it certainly is less of a problem in Europe, but it's still there, you know, but I'm not sure how readily available it is. I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it feels, it feels very American. I would agree. With yeah. That. So we're focusing <clears throat> on the American tour at the moment, but I got to say, uh, if I squeaky went to wheel against the grease, yeah, if I went to an yeah. Alex, if I went to an Alex Cameron show, Jason, I don't know about you, but I think I'm bringing cocaine. That's, that mm. feels more, that feels more appropriate personally. Right. Well, yeah. I do get, I do get a bit of a gun on, on stage. I don't, so I don't, I don't, uh, drink or do any drugs before i go on stage i'm i go on completely like bone dry really because uh, <clears throat> i used to drink before shows and because i would get stage fried or nervous and i would think oh the booze helps you know get the dutch courage mm-hmm. and uh they it just makes you more nervous your heart rate goes up because you're dehydrated it, it mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I had to be taught this by someone and it makes uh, those fingers move not quite as quickly as you'd like them to Right. Yeah. It's all, and the voice, you, the whole thing just falls to pieces. And mm-hmm. then I started, I had a, a, a friend tell me like, you know, you don't get drunk to go to the gym and you're up on the, you're up on stage dancing. Oh, so, like, you know. so it was like, I learned well, that the hard way. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be on that 
that rowing machine, that erg. <laughs> yeah, Jason had two pints before he hit the elliptical and did not end well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I have I have been I have gotten blacked out drunk and gone to the gym just to see what happened and it was we got no kicked good. out. Yeah, work. yeah, I don't doubt it. But yeah, that, that is a good point. And I agree with that because you are working hard on stage. It was a little bit right. different for me as a DJ because you're not working quite as hard. You are able to do right. it pretty drunk. Well, if I'm DJing, I'm definitely going to have a drink just because I like to have a couple of drinks when I'm listening to loud music. Mm-hmm. Big, big for you to admit, Jason, that a DJ is actually not a musician. I'm glad that you finally, <laughs> after 20 years... I didn't say that. I said we're not working quite as hard as oh, Alex I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's more Depending of a... Depending on how cool. many decks you have going at once. No, but I remember... I remember when I, yeah, when, right, I right. when I managed a band and I would be, we would be partying backstage. I'm doing Coke and I'm wasted and they're all doing it with me. And then I'm like, Oh, you guys, you're about to go perform for an <laughs> right. hour and I can barely like have a conversation. So I don't know. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have a tough time holding my Blackberry for the next exactly, hour. And you exactly. have to like perform for thousands. But I, f- I feel like at a, I think it's just like practice. Like once you get to a certain point, that's just like, if that's how you do it, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you, you black out basically and just, do it for an hour and then it's over yeah yeah it, it it does you know the more shows you do i'm sure the more capable i was slowly becoming being extremely mm. drunk on stage but i got it's <laughs> really, not a skill that you want to really get super right. amazing at it's it's like when you when you slowly start to realize that you're not getting hung over anymore and, and for a second you're like this is awesome and then <laughs> really quickly afterwards you're like oh but wait <laughs> That's bad. I'm not hungover because <laughs> I require alcohol to just be normal. Now, that's yeah, that's, like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so well, after, much like going to the gym afterwards, we like to reward ourselves with a nice smoothie or a tuna fish sandwich. So after you're done with your mm. stage show, how are you rewarding yourself if you're going up bone dry? That's a that's a. I like to have a uh, a, a nice cold beer. Mm-hmm. Hummus, I like to, some crudite, some hummus. Yeah, you know, you know it. You know it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. That's nice. That's half of the course. Uh-huh. Um, so a cold one, a cold. I, I like to pretend I'm sort of like in the dressing room after maybe like a uh, a tough game of rugby league or like a, a five day test match. I like to get that atmosphere going. Like, well mm-hmm. done, everybody. You know, cheers. Hey, well done out there. Mm-hmm. Um, We're all wiping like, the blood and the grass out yeah, of our. Yeah, okay. you know, it's very sweaty. Mm-hmm. Um, a cold beer after a show is is something that I'll I'll never get. Uh, cold beer, a nice pull, long pull off of that jewel. Yeah, a nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just started on this jewel, and it's uh, I think it's awful. <laughs> I, think uh, it, I think it's really bad for me. What it flavor is. are we? What flavor are you rocking with? Uh, it's it's the Virginia tobacco. Yeah. Play, that's what I was encouraged to, to start. Yeah, that's what I would do too. I used to I, jewel no, no longer, but I do miss it sometimes. I'm assuming that you did it to stop smoking cigarettes or was it? Just um, I think it just sort of, it just somehow slowly morphed into it. I was never a, a big, a big smoker, um, but it, they, you know, it just. I think this is why jewels got banned, guys, is because teenagers never smoked cigarettes before. They just jeweled <laughs> and then became yeah. extremely addicted to the pina colada flavor, and they got yeah, then yeah, they got yeah. popcorn lung, and then they died. So I think that's uh, kind of it's not yeah, the popcorn; yeah. it's the nicotine. I think popcorn lung doesn't happen too often. Okay, it's in. Very oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was mis- I was misinformed. It's still yeah. better for you than having a cheeky cig. That's for sure. But 
Yeah, the I problem think is you, I could do it indoors, and then when I can do it indoors, Daddy doesn't stop sucking on that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's this is not a a, a long term solution for for uh, my my vacuous mind. It's just uh, it's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you, when do you that's leave? What they all for, say, sweetheart. That's what they yeah, say. yeah. <laughs> when do you leave for tour? Um, so we start rehearsals in in Brussels on the on the sixteenth. Oh, March. listen to this yeah. guy, Jason. He's starting rehearsals in Brussels. Some of it's us a have, sentence to say. Some of us have to do that at a soundstage in Hollywood, <laughs> maybe East Hollywood. This guy's going to Europe to kind of yeah, get yeah, the yeah. Zone. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get, a, I gotta get like acclimatized, you know, and uh, and and also just get ready for like a, a shocking diet of like bread and cheese, just like to line the stomach with like heavy dairy and mm-hmm. processed meats. They don't have any sweet greens over there in Brussels, is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. They oh, try, but it's just like. <laughs> It's just know, canned it's, beets, canned it's beetroot. Like eating, it's like eating salad at like a 1950s dinner party. <laughs> like they bring out like prawn or shrimp jelly and like a big <laughs> like whole lettuce. <laughs> like really sir, sir, did you order the, the, the whole lettuce? That's, yeah, that, it, that's right. Yeah. It, it, it's so, it's, I mean, I don't want to, you know, culturally it changes from place to place, obviously, but there are some places you go to and, and I think, Certainly Australia used to be like this. I used to think I like, when I was a kid, I was just like, a, my, my, my uncle used to make these things. He'd call them moonies and he'd be like, eat your moonies. And I'd be like, it tastes like shit. I guess I just don't like vegetables. He would just like cut up a zucchini and grill it and then give us like straight, nothing on them, grilled zucchinis. And I was like... <laughs> The kid that apparently didn't like vegetables. It's like, no, motherfucker, I don't like your cooking. <laughs> oh, was it called a moony because it, would, it was like a half moon shape? Yeah, he would a... like cut them into some moon shape to make them more interesting. It's like, just add mm-hmm. some salt. Right, right, right. Like, All you have to do is shape. add a little salt. Yeah. Would it kill you to squeeze a bit of lime and a right? couple of glugs of, some, so of some local olive oil? Right. I'm not, you know, maybe some balsamic. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, okay, I understand. And I think the, the, the same thing happened to me when I was a child as well of like, I don't want, you know, once you eat a good vegetable, then you're like, oh, okay. Right. I understand now. Unfortunately, I didn't eat a good vegetable until I moved to California. That's what Jason told me. No, that's not true. They have very good produce in Australia, don't they? Alex? That's true. The, the motherland. I would, I would like to say I think we do have the best, you know, across the board, the best food in the world. Oh, here we go. If you start talking about the breakfast again, when it's just eggs and, and <laughs> no, fucking no, no, toast, no, no, no. and you, see, you said across the board. The I best, uh, the best Texas really, barbecue, the, the, the best Sichuan. Yeah, the steak frites in Melbourne are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good accent. That's a really good accent. Um, oh, I, well, I just think that <laughs> Sydney has a really Sydney has a really good Chinatown. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do, they do. And uh, no, we're just joking. We, I know a lot of, of a lot of great chefs in Australia. Great chefs of Sydney. And they have a rich, diverse culture and they do love their food, but they do also think that their food, especially their breakfast, is better than every other breakfast. Yeah, and there's a there's a bit of smugness there and a little but bit. I don't, I Whenever don't we have a guest on who's Australian, we, we like to bring it up of like, no one has been able to explain exactly why an Australian breakfast is better than a, a regular breakfast other than it's just better. 
And Why is this better? <laughs> which is kind of like I like that there is no reason. I like, like it too. I like it. The, it's just are, good. The, the egg, it's just good. The, the yolks are yolkier. Right. The, yeah. The, I mean, it's the, the avos avier. It's just an English breakfast with avocado. It's not yeah. donuts, you know. But um, yeah, I think uh, I have. I, I certainly, when I started touring, I noticed. Well, you know, because I, I, I kind of put it down to the fact that we didn't, Australia didn't really get hit thanks to the mining boom, uh, the mineral boom in like the late 80s. Well, I don't know, sometime before the global financial crisis, we didn't really get hit by the GFC. Okay. Um, which I've now also, also don't, don't short form GFC. Somebody did that to me recently. And I'm like, that's not a thing. I've never heard that before. Right. Another right. Australian, another Australian. Yeah. That, oh, that's a good point. That. It was Yayo. Yeah. It was another Australian. Yeah. Yayo said that. Funny we were like, that you say that. Cause when I went to London last time, I noticed that GFC actually stands for gluten-free chicken nugget. <laughs> I thought it was meant that was like the Gloucester football club, but it was right, gluten-free. Yeah. It's probably nugget. all, it's all of yeah. those things. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't belittle it. Okay. Only, so, anyways, back to the mining boom of the yeah. Of we the didn't 80s. get. We didn't really, you know, on a cultural level, get hit by the the uh, the global financial <laughs> crisis. <laughs> Thank you for slowing uh, it down for some of us. No Thank worries. you. Um, well, so I think a bunch of Australians just started to like travel because there was all this like bullshit excess income. And and then you have Australian cafes popping up in Berlin mm. and and in you know all over the world. The yeah. funny thing about an Australian cafe in Berlin is that they're like trying to do the Australian experience, but the produce isn't there. Mm-hmm. So in my right. mind, what Australians are really talking about when they start bragging about their food is the fact that there's just a good climate to to grow good produce, which is a similar climate to California in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, opening a, a sushi spot in, in the middle of the desert, you know, right. you're yeah, only you as good as your fish. Yeah. You don't order, you don't order Thai food when you're in like Boise. What do you, what, so if, if, you know, uh, I'm pretty familiar with the New York uh, dining scene, especially when it comes to Australian owned restaurants. I would love to know what your favorite is because they're all bad. So there's no good answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Come on. I, I got to say, I'm not a big restaurant guy. Full stop. I have a couple of places that I like to eat in New what, York. And what do you mean you're not a restaurant guy? What do you, are you a big cook? cook at home? Yeah, I cook at home. Mm, well, I mean, I guess that, I mean, I guess I understand that. I couldn't relate, uh, but I do. At least you didn't say rubies. They could, they could, there's one wrong right. answer and you didn't say, so you're good. You're, you're, right. you're off the hook. I didn't I, know you were sick in the kitchen though. Well, I, I, yeah, I am. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a, do you have a jaffle, you have a jaffle maker at home, Alex? Jaffle? Yeah. Uh, not, not here, but I, my, um, uh, I did have one growing up and they are extremely okay. good. Do you guys have those here? Like a, a real good, like, toasted sandwich press that does the shape and everything and you put yeah we call it we call it a panini i don't know if you've heard of that no 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 this Ah. is a a special thing this is a special is this an australian exclusive well i remember my mom had one when i was a kid like in the 80s there they they had them where you would put like a piece of like white sandwich bread in and then whatever filling you want peanut butter and jelly ham and cheese you name it Uh and then you put the other piece of bread on top and it squishes it like a waffle press Oh, I see. So then it crimps the sides and turns it into like a 
a pizza pocket or like a hot pocket type of yeah. thing. It so, also like it also creases the the center so you can just rip it apart and it oh. becomes two sealed pockets. Oh, sounds like empanadas to me. Cultural appropriation. But yeah, potentially. Yeah. You guys go ahead and steal. But that I think from only Australians call it a jawful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because call- that's is that a combination of waffle and another word? No, it the name comes from it's, it comes from the the creator of this invention, Dr. Ernest Smithers, who's from Bondi, <laughs> New South Wales, who created and patented the Jawful Iron back in the fifties. Holy smoke! Damn, I thought you guys had only given us avocado and tame impala, but this changes no, things. No, no, no. Yeah, we've given we've given you the the Australian empanada, which <laughs> often has like bolognese sauce in it. So <laughs> Some Bondi bolognese. It's called yeah, it's called yeah. fusion, is what we like to call it. And it sounds right. pretty it sounds pretty good to me. The problem the one thing you need to look out for, and, and Alex knows this, Chris doesn't, when you're making a jawful, you know, don't fill it up with, with heaps of ingredients because you will spring a leak and that yes. oh. mess to clean up. Exactly. Well, that's very good good knowledge there. Um you, you always do less than you think you're gonna need, even mm-hmm. though you're hungry. Because you can always sure. So you can't jaffle with an empty <laughs> stomach because your no. your eyes are going to be bigger. You fuck it up. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Do it just before. It just what, before you're really hungry. What would you say, Alex? As a, I'm, I'm a vegetarian, so if you could, what would be the perfect jaw? Like if I'm going to make one, what is the number one go to ingredient for the jaffle? Well, you got to you need cheese. You got to go cheese. Okay. Uh, I would I would probably try and make you a, like a, a cheese and and tomato. That would be really fucking so good. So would you, so would you be using sheep's milk cheese, goat's milk cheese, cow's milk cheese? Um, I would just use a, uh, a, a sort of a, a sharp cheddar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. okay. Straight down the middle. I don't, I'm don't. i not mad. Especially, I know those, tom- those tomatoes are probably picked from the vine behind your parents' oh, house, so they're, they're coming they're in fresh. Juicy. Yeah, they're juicy. Yeah. Cheeky heirloom, some, some extra sharp. It's going yes. down a treat. I saw my leg over a jaffa like that, brother. Man. Yeah, yeah. We need what do you think of what do you think about the uh, the meat pies that you cover with peas and mash? Do you well, like those? So the, the peas and mash thing is is more of a, an English uh, tradition. In Australia, we just do ketchup, which we call tomato sauce. So it's like a meat pie. Classic is a four and twenty meat pie. Uh, which is sort of minced meat, and then you just douse it. We actually got to the point where at school we would get like the ketchup uh, containers, you know, the, the big sort of like communal ones, and we yeah. would like jack it into the pie. So the, the real power move is to get the nozzle, puncture Ooh. the top of the pie, and, and squeeze? squeeze the sauce into it. Like you're, like you're like you're filling a stuffed donut? Yes, exactly. So then it becomes this sort of like massive ketchup and like, off, like awful, basically. Well, I, I was talking. I mean, also, you've been to Harry's uh, Cafe de Wheels before. Yeah, he d- he does the the the. How does Harry do him, Alex? Harry will put the the mash and then create a hole in the mash and put the the gravy in the hole and then put the peas on top, and that's great. Um, but one time I was down that's there. Cute for you. That's yeah, great. it's great. Harry can mind his own business as far as I'm concerned, but he, and he does, I guess. But uh, one time I was down there and a rat ran up my leg. No, bro! Like yeah. up your up your your car up my legs to get to in? my pie. Yeah, not up my not not up the the the, 
like he only, he, he only yeah, touched he only touched the five hundred ones. He didn't touch skin. Exactly. Yeah. It was a, so. There's like a whole bunch of rats in that area that no one knows about. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> but uh, it's a expose her, Queen. Expose yeah. her. <laughs> and you yeah. got the rat receipts. Okay. So hopefully he gave you a free pie floater after that. They're not the most uh, talkative. <laughs> they if it, it's the whole. So it's like a, a for people who don't know it's like a basically a, a a caravan or like a trailer outside. Have you been? Are we talking to some? I have been. Yeah, it's like a little roadside stand. Kind exactly. Of. Yes. It's not, a, yes. it's not a brick and mortar. No, it is not. More of a kiosk, if you will. Yes, exactly. And um, and it's also covered in photos of the celebrities that visited oh, there. I oh, guess oh, in the nineties, oh, yeah. so like Arnold Schwarzenegger and and uh, Elton John and. And uh, Danny Olivia Newton John, yeah, yeah, all the all the big names, and, uh, yeah, Taika Watiti. <laughs> that, that's a, that's later, right? That's, I mean, that's, that's later. Like, that is might, later. He might have been there, but I don't know if he's on the wall. He should be. I, <laughs> I think he's done enough now. Yeah, I, I'm not into behind the scenes guys making the wall. <laughs> I, I, I like really I love going <laughs> above the line only for my wall. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because you don't want people going like, and they're having to read the signature and then yeah, having yeah, exactly. And, they have to know who and, it oh, is. He did, he did lighting on Star Wars. I don't know if he needs the eight yeah. by ten. I mean, exactly. uh, I mean, Spielberg is probably one of the. I'll, only, I'll, only allow, people I'll people. allow it, but I'm not happy yeah, about yeah, it. Maybe right. for a Hawaiian hotel, I'll do Spielberg. But yeah, hmm, otherwise, yeah. So what is what is your really? So you said that you. Um, you were doing a, a great cocktail, the Michael Jackson Night Night Sleep, that did have ketamine in it, and you do have a song about K-Holes. Do you do ketamine now? Is it a part of your life? And this is a safe space. The last episode, I talked about doing ketamine and, and giving the house a nice clean. So this is a ketamine-positive okay. podcast. Well, I um, I uh, actually Ooh. did Ooh. ketamine. <laughs> I did ketamine infusion therapy. Yes. Uh, for the first time at the beginning of no at the end of last year and um mm-hmm. and it was sense. nothing short of amazing it was absolutely yeah. incredible um, so this is where you go to an office and they give you an iv drip of the stuff yeah you go into a, i mean i guess there are there are different uh experiences and i would recommend making sure you know what you're getting into when you do it um, mm-hmm. i was recommended this place by someone and uh, they gave me a sort of a, a 90 minute sort of rundown of what it would, what it would, what the procedure exactly was, which is in this, in the, in the suite of the office that I went to, uh, a lazy boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're reclining feet up optional, um, IV drip. They have a heart rate monitor on your finger and a, and a they take your blood pressure. Um, and they, they manage, they manage your vitals. They manage your vitals. Yeah. And uh, they manage your vitals. <laughs> I have a quick question. Are you managing um, my vitals during this procedure? Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a question. When A lot of people forget that. Um, <laughs> every even statement is a question. <laughs> um, so uh, then I suppose, you know, they, they, you, they let you select your music, the music that you want to um, listen to. So I chose like Deep Forest kind of like ocean sounds mm-hmm. uh, with the odd sort of like slow attack synth chord, your major, like it's just a C major in there. Slow um, attack and a slow release. 
deeply slow release. Oh yeah, it comes on slow and it leaves you slow. Oh slow. yeah, yeah. You don't like even a, notice it's there. Train going, a slow train going past. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And uh, and then so you got the headphones on, the noise canceling headphones, and then they give you like this really nice night mask, which is one of those like soft suction ones that doesn't actually touch your eyes. Oh yeah. So you're in this like dark space, you can't even. You know, <laughs> And um, that? yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> you lay back and you just, you know, they, they jack you full of, uh, of ketamine. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the terminology they use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 it's going to be jacking you full of this stuff right now. Mr. Cameron, just relax. We're going to jack your arm full of ketamine. Just lay down. <laughs> yeah. Wait, was this, was this in New York? Yeah. This is in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, so is this in like an office, like a medical building type vibe or is it like, yeah. Okay. Or is this in Steve's living room? Yeah, no, exactly. That, yeah. I, uh, well, one day, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this particular clinic is run by uh, an ex uh, ER, um, mm-hmm. I guess, like head doctor. And uh, the, she became, uh, I suppose, was, uh, you she know, knows how to find a vein. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. And she also knows how to manage uh, vitals, you know. I guess the the major concern with ketamine treatment is, um, you know, panic and anxiety and uh, people not being used to psychedelics and maybe having what they perceive to be a psychotic episode, even though it's just the ketamine. Well, that's the, well no, that's mm-hmm. the problem. That's why you got to keep Coke around because if you do a bump, it's right. going to level, level you out. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if you asked the doctor about that, but something to well, think about for next time. It's, it's funny you say that because they do have, like, if you really are losing your penny and you're just going like, fuck this, <laughs> they, uh, they have like benzos right there that they can swap out and so they can because that's like an oh. button right for psychedelics anyone that uh mm-hmm. anyone that's a real pro will I'm sure. that's a fire extinguisher yeah to, to, yeah okay so they have that there in case because I, I so three out of the four were like blissful amazing experiences for me and then one of them was i, I felt like i was trapped between the walls of two different dimensions but you did this yeah. four, you did this four times you did this four times yeah, four times, four sessions. Was the um, was the bad trip out of the four the last one you did? No, it was the third one. Okay. So I went away like, good God, I just met God, and it and apparently it was Satan, um, <laughs> you know, which really flipped the whole thing upside down. It was God was an, an emu in a in a nurse's outfit, um, <laughs> trying to duct tape together the walls of a room that I was stuck in because the rooms were going to fall down. And outside of the walls was just like infinite space. And this emu was like, I really don't want you to see out there. Okay. I think my first takeaway is I'm not doing enough ketamine when I, yeah. when I have hold my, on, hold my on. cheeky little bump in the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a serious amount. Did you, so when, you, when you said they jack you up, you, were, you wasn't lying. No, they jack you. But were you doing <laughs> this for a purpose or was this um, just to have the experience? No, yeah, it, there's certainly uh, an element of curiosity, but they also, you know, you have to, uh, it's, um, I guess, required to do a, like a, a mental health assessment and you, you have to be the right kind of candidate. You have to sort of have experience depression and maybe be currently experiencing depression for it to even be effective or anxiety or, or, or what have you. But I've got, I don't know if this is something that I haven't really ever done an interview before, but I, I was super talkative during my um, my uh, first 
experience there, the first infusion. Mm. And apparently I demanded that the doctor who was present um, write down what I was saying because I felt it was of utmost importance. And she just sent me the That's very Kanye West-like, but sorry, go ahead. It was a, there was a big feeling of like, I found the secret, guys. If someone doesn't write this down, like, you know. Whatever is coming out of my mouth is pure gold. So somebody should write this down. I'll give you 10% once I become a billionaire. Exactly. In fact, there's even a sentence in here. Take so you, my got, word. you got the transcripts. I've got the transcript right here. So here's, oh, beautiful. Here's this is a great way to end this show. So I, uh, I mean, I feel like I could read the whole thing, honestly, but I'll give you, uh, I'll give you the first bit, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll stop when I'm ready to stop. If so we, if if stop. We want more, <laughs> you read the first bit. If we want more, we'll ask you for it, sweetheart. Hey, I'll stop when I feel like stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Say when. (laughs) Uh, Peasant, prince, fisherman and fish. Submarine and the water, bird and the sky. Canadian otters, very sweet animal. I know what it feels like to be an otter now. I am part of a riverbed. Little alien fella just looking at me. Everything is malleable, just as I am a flat surface as well as 3D. Who knows where a finger really is? I may, be, I may be spread across a whole field. Remember, you are moving around. Be graceful. I like the word graceful and grateful. My hands are in some lobster boxing glove. I feel like I'm in a sausage chair. <laughs> Wait, sorry to interrupt you. Is that an Australian slang or is that just a chair made out of sausage? It's just a chair made out of sausage. Yeah, that's a great question. Great question. It could go either way. But thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it is. It made a real sausage chair. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no, it was just a chair that felt like a sausage. Got it. <laughs> I'm diving from outer space, skydiving. Everything is upside down. I'm upside down in my chair. I've gone full all the way around. I'm seeing shapes. Take my words and sell them as albums. Put them into USB sticks and sell them on the train. I'm a mechanic under the Batmobile. We train the horses to feel like wheels. Very comfortable. You can't train a pig to taste like bacon. You don't end up in a cave unless you wanted somewhere to sit down. Have you found a publisher for these? I'm sort of like wondering if there's a, if you know because this is you know the, a lot of the stuff that i get into a very sort of basic teenage uh like acid revelations that are sure. like you know, sure. not all that profound quite trite but uh there's also yeah, some shit in here you know like you know for instance like i i'm a mechanic under the batmobile that one feels yeah. pretty important oh no, there's something there could timely as well there's a lot i mean <clears throat> yeah. out of all that stuff obviously you know Let's say half of it will just kind of be some, you know, what teenage gibberish, like you were saying. But then the other half of it, there's some real, there's some real gold in there, in them their hills. Yeah, there, there, there is something to it. I started seeing, oh, here I go, space people like Romans in the stars, mm-hmm. metallic waves upon waves upon waves. To ever think that I was in control was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. To ever think that I had any kind of idea was ridiculous. But that's exactly what I'm talking about, the ridiculous nature of things. Glass and sand and fire and kitty cats and pyramids and liquid metal. I guess I was just like talking about what I was seeing, but it was absolutely insane. 
I'm glad that the doctor captured that. And I hope you didn't have to pay extra. Did that just come with the, was that kind of included? She was really cool about it. She just sent me an email. I was like, Hey, by the way, just found this. She didn't, she didn't make fun of you. She didn't. She just, she, she, I, she did like, well, so the first time she didn't make fun of me. Right. And I thought, wow, I just had a really profound experience. She said, obviously, next time I'd recommend you just hitting record on your phone. So I don't <laughs> And so that, I did. It's like you, you were the musician. I mean, then yeah. You can, mm-hmm. And when I listened back, I could hear her laughing in the background. <laughs> so well, she's just gonna, like, I'm going to monitor your vitals and just kind of have a yeah. laugh when you start yeah. talking these, about these, these vitals look good, bro, but you're saying some wild <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's just like part of her job is sitting there and just watching people absolutely off their tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, she's looking at her Instagram stories as well, but you know, that's, that's why that's, that's pure yes. entertainment. That's why yeah. the drug dealer, you know, does a line, takes his money, and leaves. He doesn't want to see where it's going. Right. You know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, one thing you've done is inspire me to seek out a place just like this because I would love to give it a try. Do you think that now that you're all done, you are you are a changed man forever? I think it's a really effective. They described it to me as floss for the mind. Mm-hmm. So it, like you know we're talking about a very like fundamental chemical level here not like what kind of thoughts will i have or what feelings will i have yeah. it's like they're just chemically resetting the mind mm-hmm. and uh Stripping i found it to be plaque. very effective yeah exactly Stripping so the mental plaque. you know obviously look into it and make sure you pick the right spot because i've heard there are some rough there are some rough places like yeah, just, just stick you in a room don't go to that guy. Don't go to that guy in Altadena in the apartment complex. I told yeah, you. Yeah, do not. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. when, well, when I go and, and seek them out on Yelp or TripAdvisor, <laughs> never pick the cheapest ketamine therapy exactly. place is our exactly. project. Yeah, I think it, you want, I don't want to talk about, you know, how much money you should spend because I don't know if that's an indication of quality, but. Uh, that's a good point. But you, you want a feeling. Yes, exactly. You want to be like, ah, oh, it's costing me something. You don't want to be like, wow, that's cheap. Out of the two feelings, you want to feel like <laughs> spending some money. Just like regular therapy. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. All right, Alex. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to talk to us. We had a great we had a great time. And then uh, Oxy Music is going to be out. This episode will come out tomorrow. So that comes out, what, this Friday? Friday? This weekend? Yeah, March, March 11. Yeah. March thank 11. you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. Congratulations, bro. Have fun on, on the road. Tell tell my family in Brussels I said hello. I will. I will. I'll go find them and, and throw a brick through their front window. Perfect. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate that. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Later.